All right. Um, hello. Hi. Welcome to our podcast, All Things Outrageously Dark, Scary, Beautiful, and Totally True. We are your hosts. I'm Kite. And I'm Kile. <laughs> be recording a couple of pretty rough episodes so bear with us yeah this is um these next three are gonna be probably some of the worst ones that we've done so far yeah so thanks for sticking with us just hang in there guys yeah hang in there oh and thank you for everybody that listens there was like um an episode of the ruja one we had listeners from the netherlands oh really yeah canada australia i think it was pretty cool to like see where everybody was coming from yeah well thank you everybody yeah for listening yeah and we have like a super fan in dearborn michigan thank you whoever you are for listening shout out (laughs) shout out yeah you guys just like hit us up on instagram and say hello say you're listening and then we will say hello back yeah we'll we'll mention you on the air hello to super fan re yes we love her (laughs) love her the best most (laughs) i don't know what's going on i'm just nervous for these episodes all right Shall we get started? Yeah. Oh, wait. I think we shall. Shout out to Kate. Yeah, because we love her too. Because we love her. She does our cover art. You can find her on Instagram at StarkissedKate. And you can buy her artwork um, at her website at StarkissedStudios.com. Yeah. And tune in to our upcoming episodes. Katie's going to be talking about art. Art. <laughs> She's going to be talking about art. So it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. But this one's not that. No. <laughs> this one's super dark, very scary, and totally true. And who you're actually going to be rolling into. This is going to be the first of a three-part series of really uplifting stuff. So today's episode is going to be the psychology of cults, cult leaders, and then their followers. And then Katie's going to take us on a roller coaster ride of emotions with one of the worst cults to ever come out of Canada. It took me like a month to write it because it was so <laughs> traumatizing mentally. Yeah. So so stick with us. (laughs) I'm glad you're here. I had to fucking do it. You have to sit through it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm going to start out with just like the most famous cult in history that we know of. um, The family, Charles Manson in the 1960s. Mm -hmm. Um, Heaven's Gate, what, like 39 people all committed suicide together in the 1990s. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Amon. Shinrikuyo was a Japanese cult founded by Shoko Asahara. They attempted several attacks on subway stations and 13 people died from these cults actions. And then mm -hmm, Asara was actually sentenced to death in Japan. The Branch Davidians. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, the Branch Davidians. What about Jonestown? Yep. Yep. The People's Temple. Yes. Jim Jones. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. People, listen, do not drink the Kool-Aid. Okay. Think for yourself. So crazy. Yeah. Great minds do not think alike. Great minds think for themselves. Great minds think for themselves. (laughs) Virgos think for themselves. Virgos think for themselves. (laughs) Yes, they do. Okay. So despite the fact that cults have actually been around for like centuries, 
the study on the psychology of cults and their followers and leader leaders wasn't examined until the early 2000s. And this was only because ex-cult members made a passionate argument warning of the risks of brainwashing to a panelist of psychologists at the 2002 American Psychology Association's annual convention. Which is crazy that it took that long, especially because in like the 70s and 80s, like doomsday cults were a huge like household issue. Like yeah. they were all over the place. Yeah, Halter Skelter was just running wild. Yeah. Yeah. Pri- but like prior to the convention and these ex-cult members saying, hey, you guys really need to start looking into this so we can prevent it. Psychology basically thought that like brainwashing tactics and theories were science fiction and they were just on the fringes of this entire field of research. So after hearing it, the, the pleas from the ex-cult members, they really began to take it seriously. And then, um, I mean, research on cult psychology has basically taken off since then. And as we know, I think the entire research on true c- crime, serial killers, right. all of this really bad stuff has significantly taken off in the last and 20 years. And how could they but- say that it was fiction when... Didn't like 239 people die in the mass suicide at Jonestown? Oh, yeah. How can you say that that is fiction? I don't know. I didn't look into like what they were thinking it right. was prior to that. They they probably just didn't realize like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It is it is hard from an outside perspective. We'll talk about followers and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, for us to sit here, it is hard to be like, well, how can you get roped into that? So I imagine like people were like, well, they're still thinking for themselves when in reality it's like they, at that point they're not anymore. Right. And so I just think it's hard to wrap your brain around not thinking for yourself. When right. We like you know, think yeah. that we do all the time. So cults, um, just as an overview, some warning signs, red flags, if you think you may be in a cult, according to verywellmind.com, there's 10 of them. First one, absolute authoritarianism without accountability. Um, Two, zero tolerance for criticism or questions. Lack of meaningful financial disclosure regarding a budget. Unreasonable fears about the outside world that often involve conspiracies and um, persecutions. A belief that former followers are always wrong for leaving and there's never a legitimate reason for anybody to leave. Abuse. Records, books, articles, or a program documenting the abuse of leaders. Followers feeling they are never able to be quote-unquote good enough. And a belief that the leader is right all the time. Lastly, a belief that the leader is the exclusive means of knowing truth or giving validation sounds like sounds like my research yeah exactly (laughs) i mean and it's like rinse and repeat for every single cult leader absolutely yeah so there are definitely many different types of cults political cults religious cults self-help cults large group awareness trainings mln (laughs) commercial cults sex trafficking those are just to name a few but cults are really found like in every level of society in every country oftentimes they really fly under the radar and can be hard to detect for an outsider um it's usually one of the most like it's only the extreme cults that actually make it into the public eye right so i mean even the cult you're going to talk about in these next two episodes following this, I've never heard of them. And just taking a quick overview of it, it was 
I, horrifying. 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 Yeah. And that, I mean, it didn't even make it in the top 10 when I was researching cults. Which is, this is one of the most horrific things I've ever read in my entire life. So that's shocking to me. I know. I agree <laughs> with you. Like, like things are significantly worse, worse than I would say, like the Waco, like the Waco incident was awful. Right. What happened, the end result of that was terrible. But like the atrocities against these people in this cult that you're going to talk about, never heard of anything like it. Yeah. So going out to cult leaders, cult leaders have several characteristics that make make them like the perfect fit for this title. First, they're narcissistic and have strong tendencies to seek power and control. Narcissists have an excessive need for admiration. Um, They crave constant attention, praise, and validation, which just makes them like the perfect cut to be a cult leader. Mm Mm-hmm. They also have an inflated sense of self-importance and a sense of Mm self-entitlement. On the flip side of this, they're also charismatic. Have I dated a cult leader? I know, right? (laughs) I'm like, wow, this is sounding like some of the men in (laughs) (laughs) So it's through this charismatic nature that they're able to find the vulnerabilities of their leaders and exploit them to induce loyalty and then further their own agenda. This charismatic attitude is often short-lived though once followers commit to the cult. But in the beginning of followership, cult leaders use manipulation tactics such as love bombing with excessive praise, attention, and affection to create the sense of dependency and indebtedness to the leader. Yikes. Yeah. So oftentimes the um, one manipulation tactic that really gets followers is when the leader preys on their cognitive biases, especially the confirmation bias. Oh, Mm -hmm. right. So however followers, oh, however, as followers become more invested in the cult culture, more severe manipulation tactics are employed by the leader to keep their followers in line, which we'll talk about. So I almost feel like it's like some cognitive dissonance as well from the followers. Absolutely. Yeah, that's actually yeah, talk cognitive oh. dissonance. It's a so I didn't know what that meant mm-hmm. even. I feel like you're so much smarter than me. You'll say things and you'll be like, yeah, of course. And I'll be like, uh-huh. Yeah. And I was like, no, I actually had to look up what cognitive dissonance was because I had no idea. And apparently this is like, yeah, I, I have so much cognitive dissonance. <laughs> so I'm feeling that, that, that way today. Uh, like we shouldn't be talking about this, but we are. <laughs> so cognitive dissonance is a psychological term which refers to the discomfort one feels in their body when their thoughts and their actions do not align. Or there is a conflict between their thoughts and their behaviors. Like, you know, oh, I shouldn't be smoking. And then you go smoke a cigarette. Right. Oh, I shouldn't be talking about cults and (laughs) nastiness. But here we are. (laughs) So this, yeah, it goes hand in hand, though, with confirmation bias, like you said. Furthermore, cognitive dissonance is usually reduced after an individual makes a difficult decision that emphasizes the positive aspect of their chosen um, options within the cult. Mm-hmm. So cult leaders prey on the, the vulnerabilities of their followers by using confirmation bias to confirm their beliefs aligned with the, with the group so that joining the group and buying into the group's cultures and beliefs feels good and right to the new followers because of this reduced cognitive dissonance. Yeah. So, I mean, you could be like, I I hate babies. 
in this cult will be like, yep, great. <laughs> and you know, your moral compass is like, well, no, you shouldn't hate babies. Right. But your cult leader is like, yep, we all hate babies. <laughs> I like how that's your. I don't know. I was like, what's the worst thing? Like that, like clearly is like, you can't, who hates babies? That's crazy. I mean, I would hate a baby more than I would hate a dog. <laughs> I, well, I couldn't say dogs because that's just like so unbelievable. I know. <laughs> Babies, I thought was maybe a little bit more believable than a dog. It's almost like there's like a tipping point where the cult leader like starts the brainwashing and then the followers just like throw themselves in the washing machine themselves Mm -hmm. and just like brainwash themselves almost into like basically just following this one person's everyone which is i cannot imagine being in that position or doing ever doing that i know i know it's yeah it is hard to imagine but i think that confirmation bias when you believe in something so powerfully and then you get a group of people that are like confirming what you're believing right you know it feels like a safe place to be right and then all of a sudden in the point like what really happens is like you have this one belief but maybe you have a bunch of other beliefs because you're an individual person but all of a sudden now you have this one group that feels safe they're welcoming they're warm you become dependent on them and you shut out all your other beliefs right so your entire authentic identity is then stripped away from you and you take on the identity of the cult and from there you're just kind of roped in and sucked in yeah and there's just yeah there's not an easy way out yeah and cult leaders generally after like the love bombing and the affection they gain that dependence after that though you know as we will see it goes to violence Mm -hmm. and coercion and just straight i don't horrific things to keep their cult in line because after a while you know the love bombing it's a lot of energy to expel for the cult leader so it's just easier to beat the shit out of one person mm-hmm. and make everybody else watch mm-hmm. so then, then yeah yeah like these are the phase. consequences mm-hmm. yeah yeah cult followers so i mean we've asked the question why would anybody join a cult well we already touched on like leaders zeroing in on people's vulnerabilities to confirm their personal biases, to build rapport and dependence on the leader. Realistically, people don't generally seek out cult membership. They're just manipulated into thinking they found a group of people, right? a safe place to be and a false sense of security that they're willing to change their identity for. And that's really it. It's wild. Mm -hmm. It is. And it's awful. And uh, then, so once they, even change their identity. There's numerous reasons why they stay despite the horrific circumstances that they may be in. And oftentimes these reasons are very complex and multifaceted. Um, the, the tactics that they use, the leaders use for manipulation, such as isolation from out the outside, Mm -hmm. especially friends, family, Mm -hmm. sleep deprivation, um, the love bombing, all of this stuff, it weakens critical thinking. So now you've stripped their identity. They can't critically think for themselves and they just have this massive sense of dependence on the entire group. So this sense of dependence can leave them like they just feel fear. They feel guilt if they have any thoughts of um, (laughs) leaving the cult. (laughs) He's such a weirdo. My dog's outside. (laughs) So cults also, though, they have this strong set of rules, belief systems, ideologies everybody buys into. It gives them, like I've said, a sense of community. 
if they leave the cult, they lose their sense of identity. Right. They lose their community. Like who, you know, at that point, even not being in a cult, you have your circle of friends and family right. that you, you lean on for things. And if you've been told that like your family and the outside world are out to get you for so long. Yeah. Like it's, you go out, basically you leave the cult and then you're just paranoid. Yeah. Until you can like readjust. And then yeah. like readjusting to normal life would be super hard. Very hard. So it's just a plethora of just really bad. Yeah. That I think people join for not knowing they're getting in and they just can't get out. One last thing I wanted to talk about is, um, or that I, I did investigate because I think some people feel there's a fine line between cults and religions, mm-hmm. which some religions as we, I think we probably found like the branch Davidians. They were like, Oh, we're religious. Well, now you're a cult. Right. Right. Um, there are, there are defining features though. And I would just like to go over those just so that if someone's in a cult, they can realize they're in a cult <laughs> or if you're like questioning if this is a religion or not. Right. Here are some of the defining features. Like Scientology. I questionable, <laughs> super questionable. So religion is accepting of autonomy as well as leaving their teachings up to interpretation by their followers. They welcome questions. They're welcome to, they open up discussion. They love it. You know, they're like, yeah, yeah. let's dive deeper into this. Cults, however, they exert strict control and regulations over their members' thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Religions are generally open and transparent in their teachings. They allow scrutiny. You know, they allow right. they allow questioning and all questions. Yeah. Different forms of interpretation, even. Yeah. As we've seen. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> no. The Bible says you can't be gay. Go out. Like, okay. All right. Cal- calm like, down. Bump the brakes okay. here. He said he didn't like figs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> yeah. This like there's it's open for interpretation. Let's just all be nice, okay? So but cults operate in secrecy. They restrict information. They discourage individual thinking. It's yeah. Yeah. Religions have a structured leadership hierarchy. These leaders have official training. Not saying that it's Right, because those leaders are still in positions of powers that we know they abuse. Mm-hmm. But cults are usually started by one charismatic narcissistic person with outlandish abuse who craves power and thrives on manipulating the vulnerability of others. Really, really stand-up guys. Yeah. Lastly, religions usually have a broad presence in society. They give to charitable ventures and engage in community in the community in different ways, mm-hmm. whereas cults as we know, they isolate from the outside. They discourage any sort of engagement and are just very stuck within themselves. Yeah. So that's it for this part of the three part series that we're going to a little background do for you guys right now. <laughs> um, if you think you're in a cult, there's probably a hotline you can call. I'm not sure what it is. I should have looked that up. Oh yeah. But there's probably a hotline. Yeah. Uh, if you know somebody that's in a cult, maybe try to help them get out of it. They're, they're probably struggling. Or just, you know, let them know that you're there for them if they. Yeah, if they want to transition out. Yeah. And uh, you guys, that's it for now. All right. Okay. We're going on to Katie's awful, <laughs> awful episodes next. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but hey, find us on Instagram. We, we've had 
like some nice following. Yeah, lately. we have We've just been pumping up. Yeah, like, heck yeah, I mean, love you guys. Yeah, <laughs> and you can find us on Instagram. All things. Nope, just at, kidding. At outrageously dark, scary, beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we got this. <laughs> and wherever you're listening, we hope you are having, having the, the day, day you deserve. deserve. <laughs>
Oh, are we going now? We can. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're recording? We can. Oh, okay. <laughs>